Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. I hope you're all having a fantastic day. It's been a while. Um, I haven't done a podcast here on the main channel in a hot minute. School's been very, very, very busy. Um, but as per usual, of course, during the summertime, more podcasts will come out on a more consistent basis. So um, I've been giving thought to how I want to run my podcast schedule for the summer. And I think what I'm going to do is for the main podcast, this one, I will do it once a week. And I was thinking about doing my podcast on the weekend. So either on a Saturday or a Sunday. And then um, for my Rumble podcast, I was thinking about doing that one twice a week. And I was thinking about making that um, on Thursdays and Tuesdays. So that way I have enough content for all my different platforms going forward. So Rumble days will be Tuesday, Thursday. And then uh, main podcast will be on uh, Saturday. Because the main thing with the Rumble podcast that's very different than this one i can do reactions i can talk about what's going on in the world society give it like reaction video kind of things so for rumble there's a lot more versatility in what i can do but for this podcast where i talk about video games and movies and the industry and all that and stuff um while the industry is always constantly moving it takes a while to do the research and sit down and, and really discuss things and think things through of how i want to go about it so um i will definitely um be doing that schedule when the summertime hits and i'll let you guys know when that schedule starts because obviously we're in finals right now and i have three more weeks of school including this week so technically like two and a half weeks left of school um and then we can start this new schedule of uploading for rumble and for the main channel here um but I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of a heads up that that is coming down the road here. Um, but when it comes to Rumble and it comes to the main, main channel, it's going to be a little bit dicey um, in terms of when I'm uploading. So, yeah, um, I can't promise anything from here till then about upload schedule. But definitely when summertime, summertime comes, it's going to be uh, much more straightforward and strict. Um, but before we get started today, as per usual, go follow our Instagram PC Boys podcast. We also now have a Twitter, so do go follow that as well. I believe it's um, PC Boys 21 or PC Boys underscore 21, something like that. Um, the links are on the Instagram, so if you find us on Instagram, um, it you know those links are on there and it can easily take you. Um, I can put them in the description as well uh, for you guys, so you guys can just get easy access to go to wherever you need to. Um, along with the Instagram and the Twitter, uh, we have a discord, so, uh, I will provide that link as well. So you guys can join the discord. Um, and that's both for the rumble community and the main community. I've made separate chat, uh, tabs for each community. I've made it very clear that if I see people instigating in the opposing, um, chats that I will just ban those people from the server because I made those deliberately separate chats for a reason. Um, cause they're very different. And, um, of course, you know, subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you listen to it, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to it. Um, please do give us a follow. Um, go subscribe to the Rumble channel if you like commentaries, reactions, you know, that kind of ordeal. Um, and, of course, uh, merch is available as well um, at semerch.com slash PCBoys. Um, so I'll have that link as well provided in the description, but I think that's all the announcements that I needed to make. Oh yeah. And of course we have a TikTok. Um, so if you guys want to join that as well, but yeah, so without further ado, let's get into today's main episode. And today we're covering a lot of different topics. So there's going to be a lot 
of segments in this episode. So we are going to be discussing the Kong versus Godzilla, or, or excuse me, Kong X Godzilla um, New Empire. I know it's technically Godzilla X Kong, but I'm a Kong fan, so I'm putting him first. Don't give a fuck. Um, so we're going to talk about that, kind of my theories on that whole side of things um, in that movie. Um, we're going to be talking about Craven the Hunter getting an R rating and why it pisses me off in terms of the other Sony films that we've gotten. Um, we're going to be talking about Transformers as a new trailer coming out tomorrow. But I want to kind of talk about it um, thus far with like the early reviews and stuff about it. And um, I also want to talk about Disney Plus, of course, you know, having Spider-Man join their their ranks. So for this first segment, I think we're going to just start off with the shorter uh, end of the stick. And then we'll get into some of the bigger topics for the later stuff. So let's talk about, um, you know, Spider-Man movies coming to Disney Plus. Now, this is something we've known for years. I think if you go back on my channel a few years back, which is a lot of episodes back, I covered the fact that, you know, uh, Disney was trying to get all the Marvel content onto Disney Plus. So basically anything Fox related, Sony related, anything Marvel, um, they wanted on Disney Plus. And they were talking about, of course, putting the Spider-Man movies and Venom on Disney Plus. And now, obviously, a few years later, after the initial uh, stories broke about it, or scoops, however you want to say it, um, it's now come to a fruition. Um, as of right now, if you go onto Disney+, Plus, you can watch The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, and in early May, if I'm correct, you can watch Spider-Man Homecoming, and of course, Venom uh, 1. And I assume at future dates, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage will be on there, Morbius, and um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Far From Home, No Way Home. I, I assume that all those will eventually make their way to the platform. I just think it might take a little while longer, uh, considering the fact that we heard about the this information a long time ago um and those were the older movies on their agenda so i think that you know it's something that we'll be able to to see coming down the road um but it makes sense also why they want to put them on disney plus because andrew garfield and toby mcguire spider-man are, are in no way home so it makes natural sense that their movies would be on disney plus for people to watch but yeah um, so that's really, um, it on that, you know, like it's just, you know, it's out there, it's known in the public. I'm a few days late on reporting that, but it, it you know, it's something that we've known about for a while. So I wasn't like too jumpy on the prospect of, of talking about it because it's just basic information. Um, at this point, if you turn on Disney plus, you see it, it's just sitting right there. Um, but yeah, so with that being said, we are going to move on, uh, to our next topic uh, or next segment. Um, and we are going to be talking about the Godzilla X-Kong title reveal and my thoughts on that. All right, so uh, now we are on to our first big topic of the podcast. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the Godzilla X-Kong, which is a very weird way to name this movie, um, The New Empire. Um, it's a very weird way that you name it. You know, you could say Godzilla and Kong, the new empire or, you know, something like that. But when you put Godzilla X Kong, people just seem to just be very like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, is it a collaboration? I mean, normally, yes, it's a collaboration. So like, you know, Godzilla Kong working together, technically collaborating together to fight against another main new villain. 
Um, but a lot of people talked more about the name than I think what was implied in the little teaser that we got. So this movie, if I'm correct, is supposed to be coming out in March next year. I'm going to take a little, um, I'm going to look it up really quick here, um, just to make sure I'm correct on the date, um, in terms of its release. So this is, yes. Okay. So it's scheduled for a March 15th release date of next year. Okay, good. Um, I just want to make sure I had that right before I started saying stuff. But yeah, so um comes out March 15th, and the movie, it's only a title. I get it, it's only a title card, but it actually makes me very intrigued about this movie. So when you open when this trailer opens up or this teaser, you see the new villain of the movie. You think it's Kong at first, and then you see the glowing eyes, and then you realize that this figure is a lot more slender than Kong. <laughs> and you notice that it is an ape. Um, in, in some regard, it's a part of like the ape family. And then it zooms out, you know, showing a bunch of bones and it shows a, um, skull of a Godzilla and a, uh, Kong skull. And then of course, you know, it drops the title. And then at the very end of the trailer, we see this new, um, ape villain breathing and having glowing eyes. And we obviously know anything with glowing eyes has some supernatural power. So here's the thing. This character is not a um, kaiju that has been in previous Godzilla slash Kong movies before. So this character is all new and created specifically for this movie, which a lot of there, there seems to be like, a, I guess, a mixed reception upon that because some people seem to be really down for the idea of something new. And some people seem to be like, well, no, I wanted to get like, you know, destroy a, or I wanted to, you know, like see like, um, you know, space uh, Ghidorah or whatever. Um, and it's like, or Space Godzilla, whatever. And, I, and I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I actually like the idea of a new villain. I think it's cool. I do think it's interesting that they chose to make it a ape at like Kong. Which, obviously, there's more to this character than it just being an ape. Because then, essentially, you'd have Kong, an ape, and Godzilla, you know, radioactive lizard versus an ape. Which, in hindsight, is a very easy matchup. And obviously the glowing eyes say that this, okay, this character has some special powers. So what can we gather from what we have seen of this new villain? Because I think that that's where most of the talk is right now. We know that Kong is in the Hollow Earth. He's ruling over the Hollow Earth, king of the Hollow Earth. And Godzilla is roaming on the surface world, basically the king of the surface world by the end of Godzilla vs. Kong. And this new character looks like an orangutan. And the reason I say that, it's more slender than Kong. Kong is supposed to be, like, essentially a huge gorilla. Like, he's very muscular, he's very big. This character is more slender, like an orangutan. He has reddish fur. He looks aged, like he's very old. Um, and, of course, with the glowing eyes, I would say that this character derives power from the Hollow Earth, if I had to take a guess. Now, there have been theories that this is going to be, you know, um, this guy having lightning powers like how Kong did in the, like, what, 1940s movie of Godzilla vs. Kong or whatever. Um, the really weird Toho one. Um, they there's, there's a lot of people saying that, oh, it's definitely Kong uh, or, or, or villain with, like, the lightning powers. I don't think so. I think this villain is going to have, like, that special rock material or like that special element that they were drilling out of the hollow earth to power up um mecha godzilla i think that that is going to be the power source inside of this new titan 
this new villain. It makes the most sense. If, if, especially if it's residing in the hollow earth, then it definitely makes sense. Now the question is, is this a member of the Kong species or of a different species that is kind of like related to Kong in a sense? We don't know. And it is called the new empire. So is there multiple of these or is this the leader of like a bunch of different Kaiju that are powerful in the hollow earth? No idea. So there's a lot of questions to be raised, right? Like, what is the special powers of this ape? We know he's more slender than Kong, so he's not probably as physically strong as Kong. But at the same time, he's probably very quick. And depending on what his powers look like, depends on how much he can affect Godzilla and Kong. And you got to think about it. Imagine a Kong-like species, you know, not breathing atomic breath, but like having some kind of ranged attack with special powers derived from that hollow earth element it would actually be very interesting to me and i feel like that they could get kong his lightning powers in this movie i do i genuinely think if they wanted to give kong his his lightning powers from that toho movie or if they wanted to you know give kong a power up they could do it in this movie and i think they probably will i think by the end of this movie they will give kong some kind of power up um i just can't see them keeping him a simple gorilla that just uses tools because he's been doing that the past two movies we've seen him um so in my opinion i think that they're going to in all honesty have kong um simply you know have a special power but with the villain i'm very interested to see where they take this I'm very, very interested to see where they take this because it's something where it's like, okay, well, now we got a villain that's like a Kong, but also has powers kind of like Godzilla in some form. Um, and although we don't know what specifically that is and how that power comes out, if it's through a punch or if it's through like breathing it or shooting it out of its eyes or whatever, um, we don't know what the power is, but we're going to find out soon enough. And obviously, this villain is so powerful that Kong and Godzilla need to come together. So, I'm I'm very interested to see what they do. And I think it's a great uh, idea for them to branch out and use villains and create villains that are brand new for the IPs. Because then it gives people, I guess, a lot less predictability to it. And think about all the theories, right? Like, if you create a whole new character and people don't know about their backstory or anything, like, there's a lot more freedom with what the director and the filming crew can do, right? I mean, if you make a whole new villain that is not a part of, you know, any previous incarnation of, you know, Godzilla or Kong, you can literally make whatever story you want. You can make up whatever ever powers you want, whatever stakes you want. You can do whatever. And you don't have to worry about the fans getting mad because it's a brand new character. So I'm very personally excited for this film. Very excited. And that teaser definitely got hype built for this movie. Um, now we just have to see when the first trailer comes out, what exactly is, uh, you know, exactly like how do they execute it? So, but uh, with that being said, we are going to close out the segment of um, the new Godzilla and Kong movie. And our next subject, we will be diving into Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh, my my favorite movie of the year that I'm the most excited for. I know, crazy. And we're going to talk about kind of my concerns for the movie. We're going to talk about um, early reviews and whatnot and that whole um, side of things. But ladies and gentlemen, um, if you are leaving at this point, I hope you all have a great day. And if I'm catching you all in the next um, segment, I will see you then. 
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So we are here and we are with the final segment of this podcast. Um, and, you know, like I said, there's a lot going on right now in terms of, you know, Hollywood and everything. So bear with me while I create these podcasts. I'm going to try to make podcasts from now on be like a three segment kind of thing where, you know, for the main channel where I talk about three distinct stories. And then if I don't cover a certain story for one podcast, I'll just save it for the next kind of thing. But, um, yeah, so we're on the last part, and we're going to be talking about Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and we're going to be talking about my concerns and excitement for the movie. So let's talk about, first of all, the designs of the characters. Pretty much every character design for this movie is great. However, what the fuck are they doing with Wheeljack, okay? They had the perfect design for Wheeljack in Bumblebee. And if you wanted to turn Wheeljack into a fucking Volkswagen van, that's fine. But keep the fucking head sculpt because that was perfect. Literally, the Bumblebee head sculpt for Wheeljack was absolutely on point. And it pisses me off that every other character in this movie looks like G1 themselves outside of Bumblebee. And that's because, of course, you know, he was his G1 self in the previous movie. But um, it pisses me off because. I want to see, you know, the, the G1 character designs. I love the G1 character designs. And they took them away. And they, and they made Wheeljack look like a fucking idiot. Dude, they gave him, like, big googly eye glasses, bro. It, it's fucking stupid, in my opinion. It's like, why? You had a great head sculpt. You had it down. It was perfect. And then you fucked it up. Like, I can't believe it, you know? I don't know. But every other design's good. So... Then again, it doesn't mean Wheeljack's going to be a bad character. It's just Wheeljack's design is fucking stupid. I just don't understand why they didn't keep the original design. To me, for the head sculpt. Because to me, it just would make sense to do that. But anyways, um, let's talk about what I'm, I guess, worried about. So a lot of people are saying that this movie is a very incoherent mess. To that I say, if you've watched any of the Michael Bay Transformers, outside of the first one, they're all incoherent messes of fucking robot fucking battle sludge like it just makes no sense you watch transformers one you can follow the story along relatively well transformers revenge of the fallen it's a, it's a little bit jumpy um dark of the moon um personally i think dark of the moon's a little bit better than revenge of the fallen but not much transformers four dog shit um last night don't even want to talk about it so yeah um the Transformer films, man, they are a very mixed bag. Because Bumblebee, in my opinion, is my favorite Transformers movie. It is genuinely the first Transformers movie that I can just definitively say, yes, I love that movie. And that's be just simply... And, and Optimus Prime is my favorite character, just to be clearer here. But Bumblebee had the perfect designs for the characters. And had a great story. You cared about the characters. Yes, even the human ones. Like, you cared about everybody. They did a great job with that film. It was very heartfelt and it was very cool. This film, on the other hand, is not a Bumblebee-centric movie. I mean, now you got Optimus Prime and all the other Autobots there. Now you got the Maximals, the fucking... Like, I think it's funny that they bring the Maximals in this early. It's like, isn't this supposed to be like a new trilogy of Transformer films? And yet you're bringing the Maximals in in the first one. To me, that just seems kind of odd, but okay. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love Beast Wars. 
I, I, I've watched the cartoons. I watched G1. I've watched Beast Wars. My dad was into G1 Transformers, but he never watched Beast Wars. I did. I, I fucking loved it. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So we got the, we got, you know, the Beast Wars characters. They look great. <laughs> they look really good. And, you know, I, I have high hopes for the movie. You know, I think that a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's a, big mumble jumbo mess and it's all over the place it's like but michael bay's transformers were literally that and yet people still enjoyed those movies just because of how fucking entertaining they are i mean don't get me wrong the transformer movies in terms of story for the most part outside of the very first one in 2007 and bumblebee are pretty dog shit their stories are just fucking stupid oh there's a MacGuffin device oh no there's a big invasion Oh no, the Autobots and the humans gotta fight off the bad guys. It's basically a rinse and repeat every fucking Transformers movie. And they said in this movie, oh, there's too many Transformers. There's not enough people. Not enough human stuff. Are you fucking stupid? I go to Transformer movies for the Transformers, not for the human characters. I mean, if you have good human characters, it enhances the experience. But when I hear Transformers, I'm going for the Transformers. They could make a whole Transformers movie on Cybertron, and I will watch that shit. So, having less human characters is not a negative. In, in my eyes, I think it's a very, very positive thing that not have that. I think most of the community wants less human characters and more Transformers. So, that's a good sign. Despite the critics saying it's bad, but the critics are fucking retarded. Anyways. And, obviously, I'm going to watch this movie myself. I'm going to judge it for myself. I'm going to see how well they do this Transformers film. I'm going to judge it all on my own merits. I think that this movie has a lot of potential. You know, you've got the right designs. As long as the story is written well and the action's good, I think we have a good movie here. But at the end of the day, whenever you hear critics talk about any movie, then you get very skeptical. When a critic says a movie's bad, it's normally good. And when a critic says a movie's good, it's normally bad. The fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe, bro. The critics love every fucking movie of it. And it's like, as of recently, it's like, eh, it's not, it's not been so good. This, this is not the cream of the crop. It's, it's not what it used to be. And I can admit that. As somebody that loves Marvel to death, and I do love Marvel genuinely, it's not great. It's not what it used to be. Marvel is so downhill, it's not even funny. Transformers has always been a rocky road. Like, back when I was a kid, I loved every Transformers movie because I just want to see robots beat the fucking shit out of each other. Pretty easy to entertain a kid. You buy the toys, they beat the shit out of each other. You watch the movies, they beat the shit out of each other. When you grow up, though, and you get into the Transformers lore, right? You read the comics. You watch Generation 1, Generation 2, Beast Wars, um, you know, Energon, Armada, Animated, prime like you know you sit there and you watch all these different versions of transformers i've seen so many transformer cartoons guys it's not even funny i've played so many transformers video games i've read so many transformers comics i've watched all the transformer movies like dude i am a transformer gold mine when it comes to knowledge this movie is the first movie that i'm genuinely excited for when it comes to transformers <laughs> genuine excitement like as an adult that looks for good storytelling that looks for good action good cgi this movie I'm very excited for. And obviously, if the movie's a piece of shit, I'm going to tell you guys. It would be the biggest disappointment of the summer. Because, let me tell you something. When Spider-Man isn't coming out, Transformers is the saving grace. Okay? 
Spider-Man and Transformers are like the two films that will always get my ass in the theater. You could put a Halloween film out, I may or may not go. You could put a Scream movie out, I may or may not go. Even if the movie is fucking dynamite, like Halloween 2018, which I did see in theaters. There, there are just certain franchises that will get me in the theater. Avengers? Be in the theater. Spider-Man? Be in the theater. Transformers? I'll be in the theater, right? Uh, like, I don't enjoy going to the movies as much as I used to because my favorite movie theater closed down. So I just, I don't like going to the movies anymore. It's just not as memorable. It's not as fun. But Transformers, I will see in theaters. I don't care. Like, that is one movie I will definitely go to theaters to see. 110%. It's fucking Transformers, bro. So I'm excited for Transformers. Um, I think that there is a lot of potential here. And yes, it doesn't worry me that the critics are, you know, saying it's kind of an incoherent mess. Yeah, it is scary. But at the same time, I, I look at it like this, right? When is it when has a Transformers movie actually been like really good? When has a Transformers movie ever been, you know, very story coherent? Like, you could have a fucking jumbled mess that's an enjoyable, fun, you know, like, mess. You know what I'm saying? Like, you watch Transformers, Dark of the Moon, as much as that story is kind of all over the place. I enjoy watching that final battle scene of Prime versus Sentinel and, you know, all the Decepticons in the city and stuff. Like, I enjoy watching the Transformer movies, the Michael Bay ones, for just pure entertainment. Granted, the last two, you know, Age of Extinction and The Last Night, even, like... I, I can't really say that there's really any redeeming qualities to those two movies in particular because, you know, after you watch the first three movies and Sam leaves, it just doesn't have that same charm to them anymore. Like that funny, over-the-top ridiculousness of those original movies. They're there, but they're not as special. And then on top of it, it just, it doesn't work. It just feels like a dark, gritty Transformers for no fucking reason. <laughs> And they're ridiculous in a bad way. Like, I don't even know what the last night was. When I saw the trailer for the last night, there was a lot of potential. You got Nemesis Prime. You've got Cybertron coming back to the Earth for the second fucking time in the franchise. But then you find out Earth is Unicron. And it's like, oh, okay. So now what the fuck happens? Well, nothing. Because the Michael Bay universe is done, right? So now it seems like Unicron is going to be the main villain out of this trilogy, which makes sense. If you're obviously building up Unicron, you got to have a good trilogy to get there. You know, you got to have a good first two movies to get people to come watch that grand finale. And Unicron is a, is a very cool villain. I like Unicron. There's so many things they can do with Unicron. But I think making Unicron... Planet Earth is fucking stupid. I never was down with that idea in Transformers Prime. And I will never be down with that idea now. I think Unicron needs to be his own mechanical planet that poses an ex you know, external threat. I think making Unicron part of the Earth is just fucking ridiculous. I think that that storyline's always been ridiculous. So, of course, now, now you're probably thinking, okay, so... You're excited for the movie, you have hope, you got some worries, you know, the character designs, the critics saying it's a jumbled mess, because obviously you can have a good jumbled mess and a bad jumbled mess, it just depends on, you know, how the action is and if the story's coherent enough to be able to enjoy it. Um, unlike Morbius, right, with Morbius, like that fucking movie, which I think if Morbius was rated, oh wait, that's right, we have one more thing we have to talk about. I almost forgot about that one, okay. Um, but yeah, no, when it comes to Morbius, um... 
it, it's crazy because that movie was cut up so fucking much. Like you could tell it was chopped up in 50 different fucking areas. And then with, you know, the new Transformers movie, it's like, well, as long as they don't chop it up like Morbius, I think it'll be watchable. You know, I think it'll be fine. But ladies and gentlemen, um, that is it for like my thoughts on the, the Transformer situation. Um, you know, it's a mixed bag because like I've I'm very excited for the movie. I've been fucking hyped for this movie. Like when I found out it was a thing. I mean, you got to remember after Transformers the last night, Transformers kind of died off for a while. Like it was like what that came out. What my freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. It's been like four, five years since we've had a trans hold on let me see when the last night came out hold up let me let me take a look at this i can't remember the year it came out transformers movies yeah it'll it'll have it out in here okay transformers the last night 2017 2017 guys we're in 2023 that's how many fucking years 2018 19 20 20 21 22 guys been over a decade it's been over five years since we've had a mainline transformers film and then bumblebee came out in 2018 it's been half a decade since we've had a transformers film that's crazy because transformers one was in 2007 transformers revenge of the fall was 2009 two years later 2011 was dark of the moon so it was two years after that then it was 2014 so 2011 i said was this one so like three years and then 2017 so you went from 2014 2017 so that's another three years and then bumblebee it was one year and then transformers size of beast 2020 yeah so it's guys it's been like five years since we've had a transformers movie and if you're talking about like a main canonical line of transformers films it's it's been even longer with Optimus Prime and all of them. You know, it's been a long time. It's been over fucking five years since we've had a Transformers movie with pretty much every character. And that's crazy. I just hope that Transformers Rise of the Beast is actually a good movie. Because if Transformers Rise of the Beast is a banger and people love it, then it's going to revitalize the Transformers. And it worries me because there's a lot writing on this film there was a lot writing on this film like i said you literally had a movie that hasn't or a franchise that hasn't had a film in like five years and you're coming back with a main installment or like a new yeah like a reboot but it's still like a main installment of like a new um trilogy and if it flops bro like it's not going to be good. Like, yeah, Transformers movies sell toys like a motherfucker. I'll tell you that. Yes, yes. They sell toys a lot. But the main problem is with Transformers is it might sell toys. But if the movie itself isn't good, you're going to have a hard time having people come to the theaters to watch the movie, which is supposed to sell the toys. And like I said, um, with Transformers Rise of the Beast, I don't really know. I don't really know how this is going to be. Bumblebee was very much loved. And I think if they stay in tune with the Bumblebee theme, then Transformers Rise of the Beast can definitely be a very good movie. I just, they gotta, they gotta nail it. They really gotta nail this one. Um, 
and I love Transformers. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time. I grew up with it as a kid in so many different mediums. I love it. Um, I just, I just hope that they can really um, capitalize on it. But thank you very much for listening um, to this segment. Um, I am doing one other thing that I got to talk about. And it's going to be my rant on Craven the Hunter being rated R, where other Sony projects should have been rated R. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, and I know that I was say I originally, this was supposed to be like the last, um, supposed to be the last segment. But then I realized, shit, I didn't talk about fucking, um, I didn't talk about Craven yet. That, I guess it's just how on, you know, irrelevant Craven is because I just can't even fucking remember it. But, uh, yeah, so I got one more thing to talk about. And then that'll be the end of the pod. And if you guys are leaving at this point, thank you very much for stopping by. I'll catch you all in the next one. And if you are continuing this journey, I will catch you in the rant in just a moment. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So now we're on to the actual, actual last part of this podcast. So in the very beginning of the podcast, I was, um, I mentioned I was going to talk about the Craven the Hunter movie being rated R and go on rant. And there's a reason I need to go on rant about this, okay? It's nothing against Craven, okay? I think Craven the Hunter being rated R is actually a good thing. It allows villains to do villain shit, okay? And this is the one thing I think that pisses me off about Sony, okay? You take Craven and make it rated R. Okay, you do Venom 1. It's rated PG-13. Okay, cool. Venom 1 didn't need to be rated R. I can give it that. Venom 1 did not need to be rated R. But Venom Let There Be Carnage could have very well have benefited from a rated R rating. You know why? Because Carnage fucking murders the shit out of people. If anybody has read the comics with Carnage, making that movie rated R would be very good. Very good idea. Please the fans, make everybody on board, hyped. Sure, maybe you can't get as much money with kids, but it's like, who gives a shit? It's carnage. You got to do carnage right. And, and they did as good as they could for PG-13, but it didn't feel like carnage. You know, it felt like a lot was held back. And then Morbius, the living fucking vampire. You mean it to tell me you do a vampire movie and it's not rated R? And here's the funny thing about Morbius. They tried to make it with blood in some scenes, but it was either obscure or the blood was not red, you know, and they like shadowed it to get away with, you know, a PG-13 rating. But that's what I hate about Morbius. Like Morbius rated R. I mean, even though Mor Morbius was a fucking shit show and that movie was cut up so badly that it literally made no fucking sense. Storyline-wise, if Morbius was rated R, it would have been a much more enjoyable time. Seeing people get fucking, like, bit and slashed the fuck up. Like, there's that one scene of Morbius where the guy gets his throat slashed and you hear the noise, but there's clearly no blood. There's no gore at all. And it's funny. It's actually funny to me. So for me personally, like, Morbius, even though it was a, not a great movie, could have benefited from having blood in it a lot of blood like you're gonna make villain movies on spider-man and you're not gonna show blood and gore well how the fuck are you know you know supposed to know how bad these guys are like if these are supposed to be like some really bad fucking dudes and you can't even show blood and gore that's a huge fucking problem a absolute huge problem you need blood and gore you need blood and gore it's that it's that simple so for me personally, I'm really fucking pissed off with Sony. 
Because you guys are making all these villain movies and now you're deciding to make them rated R when you should have in the beginning. I'm sorry. You should have made Venom. At least let to be Carnage on should have been rated R. Morbius definitely should have been rated R. Would have helped that movie out a hell of a lot, you know, despite how fucking terrible it was. If at least people were getting murdered in gory ways, it would have made the movie more entertaining to watch. At least for that component. But no, you made it PG-13. And now Craven's gonna be rated R? It's like, really? Fucking, oh, it pisses me off. So much missed opportunity. In the previous versions of these other movies. Fucking sad. Hopefully, Sony going forward, you know, you guys want to make villain movies? Okay, we'll make them dark. Make them gory. Make them gritty. Do something with the characters that is going to be entertaining. Personally, I don't think Rated R Marvel is a bad idea. I've been asking for Rated R Marvel. Because if you, anybody has read Marvel comics before, there are uh, there are storylines that are dedicated to adults, and there are storylines that are dedicated to children. There are different versions of Spider-Man for different demographics there is the darker versions of spider-man and then there's the very kid-friendly ones even comic books have different writers and illustrators for different you know themes that they're trying to get across clearly if you're fucking someone that's 30 years old you're not going to be reading a kiddie spider-man book same thing with watching a comic book movie and i think marvel studios needs to start catching on to this too because you need to make some dark shit you do. Punisher, if you make Punisher not rated R, you're fucked. You don't make, you know, we already know Deadpool's gonna be rated R, but if they didn't, they would've fucked themselves. Blade needs to be rated R. There are certain characters that need the rated R rating. I think Spider-Man could get away with a rated R movie. I mean, will we ever see a rated R Spider-Man movie? Probably not, but I think Spider-Man could use one. Like, if you do the death of Spider-Man in the MCU, make that rated R. Make that rated R. Because the death of Spider-Man, imagine seeing Spider-Man Get the absolute fucking shit kicked out of him. That, like, that would be very emotional to watch, you know? I'm all down for rated R shit, but the fact that Sony decides to do it for Kraven and not Morbius or Venom makes no sense to me. It's like, dude, Venom lets it be carnage with fucking gore, blood. That movie, easily getting an 8 out of 10 for most people. Even if the story's dog shit, just seeing carnage murder people will give that movie an 8 out of 10. Morbius, I mean, it would have probably made it go from like a 3 to a a six or seven on a good day make it much more bearable certain characters need blood and gore and trying to do a film with certain characters without blood and gore just makes it stupid and, and not interesting but that is the end of my rant you guys get the point um but ladies and gentlemen that is all that I have for you guys today here on the main pod. I have made a very lengthy episode for you guys. And, you know, it kind of was needed because I've been gone for like a month. Um, And I am really excited for the new Transformers trailer. I will probably end up doing a little quick talk about that on my TikTok. So if you guys are, you know, wanting a little quick reaction to the Transformers trailer, then please go to my, or subscribe, follow, whatever, my TikTok um, you know, PC Boys podcast, as per usual, and I will have my quick thoughts of the uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer on there tomorrow once that releases. Because I don't think, and, and th I think this is something that I realized, I can't make a podcast about one trailer, okay? Sure, if you want to do a theory speculation podcast, okay, cool, we can go all in on it. But 
making a podcast on simply just a trailer is kind of pointless and a waste of time. I used to do it all the time, but now I'm at a point where if I'm going to do it, I need to add it in with a bunch of other stuff because I've, I've started to realize with podcasts, right? They need to be decent length anywhere from like a half an hour, 20 minutes minimum, half an hour would be a, a good average time to an hour plus. But, um, thank you very much for listening. Hope you all enjoyed. Um, follow my TikTok so you can get my little quick reaction of that Transformers trailer tomorrow. And I will catch you all in the next one.